Welcome to episode number six of the Active Geek podcast, entitled Phase Two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In this episode, Chuck and I are going to discuss the movies in the cinematic universe's Phase Two, which is Iron Man 3, all the way down to a little film called Ant Man. We're releasing this now because December 8th is when Ant Man is released on Blu ray and DVD, thus ending the chapter of Phase Two and moving us forward towards. Phase three, which is going to knock you, you off your your seat. Um, you know, Chuck and I talk a lot about what we liked and what we disliked. Um, the words "drop the ball" have been used a lot in this because that's how we feel. We're fans, so we get to talk about things that we like and what we dislike, um, and we get to bitch about stuff because you know they put out a product and. It doesn't appeal to everybody. It's not 100% perfect. So in this one, you know, you're going to hear some critiques. But all in all, we love Phase 2. We love what Marvel's doing. So there's more praise than criticism. Um, So, you know, without further ado, enjoy episode number 6 of the Active Geek Podcast, Phase 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm playing this game on my phone that I told you about, um, Marvel Future Fight. I know you've been running around a lot, so I know you don't have. Yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to play it. It's it's a download. It's a download it for your iPad. Like for real. Like you're gonna you're gonna, go crazy I'm gonna be sitting it. there like taking a shit, playing it all the time. Yeah, and on the iPad, it's gotta be sick. Like because it's it's a full world. It's not. Remember the game that we played before, Clash of Champions or Marvel Champions? That was a lot of fun. I played that ten times better. It's really? like. It's like Injustice story mode. So, like, you're going through, and sometimes you'll have a rival. You have a three-person team you're going through, and sometimes you'll have, like, an ally with you. And, like, if if you're Iron Man Mm -hmm. and you're decreasing power, you can just switch. You can be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be Black Widow. And then you can, like, and then switch and, and, like, keep going. Or if you get to a a big boss and there's somebody, like, I'm on a level now. I'm on, like, chapter six, and there's, like, five mini-chapters in each chapter. So I'm pretty much on, like, level 30. (laughs) <laughs> and I've had it for three weeks. Um, so I'm all, I just beat the Punisher. And once you get higher and higher, like, my my main three is Ultron, Iron Man, and Were- uh, Were- Werewolf. Werewolf, which is the best fucking name ever. But, like, the, the Punisher just destroys them. Like, they're all plus level 30. The graphics. Fantastic. I'll show you after this. But um, the thing that... Uh, I don't want to do fucking 20 minutes of um, of a video game that nobody's probably played that's listening to it, but the thing that coincides with what we're going to talk about today is every character on there is a Marvel Cinematic Universe character. It doesn't have any X-Men. Fantastic Four aren't on there. So you got Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage... All the Avengers, all the are they the, the, cinematic looking, like compared to like Ultron is a little different in the movie than has all three variants. It, okay. it has comic book Ultron, it has Age of Ultron, and it even has Ultron when he was when he had just killed Jarvis, when he walks in and there's no strings on me. That one in the Avengers oh, that Towers. Was badass. Um, so you have Winter Soldier. It's got villains. Um, the thing that kind of Falcon. Has Falcon and you get spandex? No, you get um, full Anthony Mackie. So it's, okay, 
it's got Red Skull, Loki. The thing that Sif, all the Agents of Shield are in it. Like May, uh, May's in it, Coulson's in it, Daisy's in it. Does it look like them? Yeah, uh, Lincoln. Oh, wow. Deathlock, Lash. But there's also characters that have not hit the stage. So I don't know if this is like an Easter egg that like we're gonna see them because like Red Hulk's in there, Modok, Venom. I'd love to see Modok. Me too. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Then or Bob Hoskins. It's gonna, you know who's going to be? It's going to be um, Peter Dinklage. I say Bob Hoskins. I think Bob Hoskins. Like if he was alive, he's he's Modoc in the flesh. Well, he. We go, oh my God, the hologram Bobby Haas. We were just talking about that. Hologram Bobby Haas as Modoc. That's perfect. Um, voiced by Red Fox. Voiced by Red Fox. That's pretty damn good. Um, they have who else? Elsa Bloodstorm. I have no idea who that is. It's a like a redheaded woman who wears like this big trench coat. Kind of reminds me Carmen of, San Diego. Exactly, but <laughs> we don't know where in the world she's at. But it it kind of reminds me of somebody that'd be fresh out of like Blade storyline, okay. who, who's also in the the game as well. Who looks like Wesley? It looks like Wesley, and even looks like there's a Sticky Fingers version one too. Where See, he's like, I, the, I would kill the Sticky Fingers <laughs> version. But with with these characters, like. That could set up more into season, or not season three, uh, phase three, or even television stuff. Because Modoc is primarily a Hulk villain, but I don't, Marvel doesn't have the rights to Hulk films. Sony, they don't? Sony has that. Ruffalo had, uh, Mark Ruffalo had said that Sony has the rights to a Hulk movie. But I think if that's a Hulk solo movie as, as opposed to Red Hulk and Planet Hulk. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's like it's going to be a tough. Um, maybe Sony sucks, so maybe Marvel's going to be able to get the rights back. No, I don't, I don't know if he's right with that because he's been in all the Avengers movies, and he's yeah. going to be in Thor Ragnarok. So I think that he's got to be a primarily a Marvel character. But you know, Age of Ultron was released about a month ago on DVD because I was in Florida when I picked it up. I have it. Great film. Um, Ant-Man It's coming out It comes out December 6th or I thought 8th. it was in November No, it's a, it's a December okay. Di- It might be a digital release in November Okay I hate that Like, I, I like the physical copy It's kind of like Let's see, I like both But I'd rather have a physical Like, I'm the one to buy I'll buy the physical copy And it comes with the digital And it comes with the digital It used to come with a DVD too Sometimes They do Not, Mar- not the Marvel Disney ones anymore The last one The the one that just started doing the several ones was um, Thor The Dark World. Because I have a DVD, because I we didn't have a Blu-ray player yet, and my clients wanted to see it. So I bought the DVD, and then I bought a Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray of um, Thor The Dark World. But, so Phase 2 is done. Like, that's it. Once Ant-Man is in my hands, Phase 2 has been, it's been executed perfectly. Um, so... What was your, you know, we had Phase 2, it seems so long ago, but it was Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. And if you want to throw Daredevil in there, as part of the Phase 2 schematics, Daredevil was in there yeah. as well. Um, what, what was your favorite, I guess, part and favorite movie of Phase 2? Because I, I definitely, I know mine. My favorite movie had to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it was executed. I was very skeptical, but it was executed very well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
tied into Thanos, which is going to play a huge part in Phase 3. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, that had to be my favorite movie. When you told me Guardians of the Galaxy was getting released, at, I didn't know much about it. No, so I don't think anyone did. Most people didn't, unless you were a diehard Marvel fan. And, like, they were they were popular when we were small kids. So they were just released. Like, I think it might have been, like, a one-shot or a very short run in the 80s. And you're like, dude, they're making a movie with a talking raccoon and a tree person. And I'm like, you have to have... I think I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I said that Marvel has the biggest balls to do this. Where DC and I'm, we're not going to bash DC because I feel like every attempt that we've had to talk about DC, it we sounds like we're bashing. We bashed them, but you don't get that from DC no. yet. We'll get it. We, we will definitely get it. But for Marvel to say this is what we're going to do, like we're top dog right now, we're going to put a, uh, a raccoon and a tree person out there, and you're going to like it. And go, like like you said, man, going into it, I was one hundred percent skeptical, and it was funny as hell. Well, I was skeptical too because it was like, all right, the director is the guy that wrote Scooby Doo one and two. Yeah, but you know, and he, I was like, oh, he also and has, he did Slither. He did Slither. He did Super. Yeah, uh, Super's a dark, dark superhero movie, but he's a he's a comic book fan, so. When again, it goes back to I think it was our first podcast when we were talking about, or maybe no, it was the third podcast. It wasn't the third. It was it a was, podcast. It was a podcast. Back to the Future podcast. Um, when we were talking about like the remakes and like how we were being flooded with it, this wasn't a remake, but this was a fan of something we grew up with getting the rights to this mm-hmm. to make it for <laughs> fans, not for Marvel. He he's he goes in there and he was probably their sketchiest choice, James Gunn, because yeah. he's a fuck the authority. He's he's punk rock in the essence of everything. Like he goes in there and he's like, I'm gonna do what I want. If you don't like it, you've paid me a shitload of money. I'm gonna put this product out. You release it or not. And I I loved what he did. It's not my favorite one though. Cat. And it's because I'm partial to it. Yeah. Um, I I knew as soon as you were like. I could have guessed which one was your favorite. He, he's my favorite Marvel superhero. And you love the Winter Soldier. I love the Winter Soldier. In fact, we, you and I have both met Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Yes, we did. Lovely men. They right. wanted to fight you uh, because you were starting shit. Yeah, I was starting shit. I was referred to as Baby Boy. It was I felt like Tyrese in that movie Baby Boy. I stood up to Anthony Mackie pretty well, though. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to wet yourself, but you did good. I shit myself. Yeah. I wet myself. <laughs> well, that was out of excitement. Yeah. Um, you, you probably came. <laughs> you you might have came. Um, but I thought Winter Soldier was amazing. Um, Chris Evans is probably one of my favorite actors. See, I I did really like that movie because it was it was not your normal feel to a movie yeah it, it was like an espionage thriller mm-hmm. and I, I liked that a lot if it if he didn't wear his suit if Chris Evans didn't wear the cap suit it could have been a spy movie it could have been uh, it could have been an American Bond movie like he's running around he's got a hot chick Scarlett Johansson he's got a cool sidekick Anthony Mackie who's funny as shit well, it reminded me of um, Jack Ryan yeah Jack yeah, Ryan right. series I um, so I I think that's my favorite. But I'll do you one better for why it's my favorite. Other than I'm partial to it, 
the way that Marvel incorporated Agents of Shield into the build up to yep. Winter Soldier was phenomenal. And a buddy of mine and I have been talking about DC and how Stephen Amell and how Grant Gustin should be in the Justice League, and we know it's not going to happen. And my friend was like, you know, Jim, you you can't really do that because how are you going to explain it to the show? And my thing was that Oliver meets everybody on the islands. So what if he met like someone on the island that said, hey, if you're ever in a bind or like you owe me one, and that and that person was Martian Manhunter or Bruce Wayne, um, where Bruce Wayne like. They kind of intersect on their way to Nanda Parbat or whatever. But, like, you could explain that a little easier than just saying, oh, here's a Green Hour solo movie and start it all over. And this is what happened. Because we don't need that. We get that every week. But back to Marvel. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you and I watched it together every Tuesday. From the beginning. It was so dry the first yeah. first half of season one. Right? That was season, that was season one, right? Yeah. And... And then just, they were like, trust us, this isn't going to get canceled. Like, trust us and ride with us because you're going to love it. And we rode with it, and you get the scene of Nick Fury driving through Baltimore, and they whip the, the door off the car, and Winter Soldier's right there. It was such a beautiful transition for us to get that, which is why it makes it my favorite. Um, and, you know, a favorite list wouldn't be a list if I didn't ask you what your least favorite movie was because there are six very good movies here my least favorite Iron Man 3 and I agree that that was my least uh, favorite I thought I thought for sure you were going to go toward the dark world is that runner up out of out of the six probably yeah. not that I dislike Thor at all yeah um but if you have to rank them it, it's it, there's tough competition. This is it's like judging your children. If you have to rank them, I would probably go Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Avengers, Cap, Ant Man, Ant Man, Thor, Thor Iron, Iron Man. Man. Um, and not that I really hated Iron Man three. Kind of the same way what I was saying with Guardians of the Galaxy, or not Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Cap. Yeah, it had a different feel. Especially from the other three. And I know Shane Black took over the franchise from John Favreau. Mm -hmm. It just had a... But Favreau consulted on those. He, yeah, produced, yes. he produces most of them. Y yes, yes, he did. But the vibe and feel just didn't seem like an Iron Man movie. It was my least favorite, too. Um, it left me... It left me wanting more... It left me angry at some points, but it also left me scratching my head because he throws away the, the arc reactor. There, there's no more. Yeah. So, if he throws away the arc reactor, what happens in Age of Ultron when he's got the arc reactor in his suit? It, I, I, don't, I don't quite get that. But, you know, I might have missed it and it might have been... You might might have been over my head, and I just was just wasn't paying attention because there were parts in the movie that pissed me off. Um, and it's, you know, it it goes into a point that you know you and I have discussed in exhaustion. But they dropped the ball one hundred percent with Ben Kingsley's character. Oh yeah, the Mandarin is is Iron Man's nemesis. He he, he should have been Iron Man once 
main villain. He's when you think of Iron Man, you think if you go villain, you think, and then it's the like, same thing. X Men, Magneto. Yep. You know what I mean? Cat, Red Skull. Yeah. Uh, when you think of Iron Man, the only one that pops in my head is the Manor. Yeah. If you think long and hard, like they kind of they kind of led led you think that maybe. Um, Guy Pierce's character was going to become Fing Fang Foom because now all of a sudden he's blown fire. That was awesome. It, it, and I was like, Fing, and he, Fing Fang Foom is another character that I think of. But pulling off an enormous dragon is kind of kind of tough, for, especially for a movie that you're not going to get a sequel to. Like that was it. I, the one shot with the, with Ben Kingsley and what was his name Trevor Slatery or something like that, yeah. who was a tool and Ben Kingsley killed it like Sir Ben Kingsley was amazing now, at that role but they led me like what are you doing I want I want the Mandarin I don't want some actor and then I have to wait until another movie uh, the next movie in phase 2 comes out well, they, for me to get 15 minutes of fucking Ben Kingsley being hunted down by the eight rings they did that to cover their ass oh yeah because, because there was not there was no way that was planned they planned to... The Mandarin is what it was in Iron Man 3. And then the backlash they got, they said, Oh, fuck. We need to fix this. Yeah. And How can we do it? When, when they first did... When, when Marvel Studios was independent, when they were making independent films... Iron Man 1 was an independent film. Yes, it was. They didn't have any backings. But when Favreau and... Um, Payne Reed, right, that's his name. No, not Payne Reed. Uh, Edgar Wright. When they and, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they were on stage at Comic Con with Kevin Feige, and they said, "Get ready for Red Skull, Yellow Jacket, and the Mandarin." That's what I wanted. That's everything that I wanted. I think that's my least favorite of any Marvel movie, Iron Man Three, and I think it's because like. Again, it, it wasn't terrible. It, I didn't hate it, but I hate what they did to a character that could have... It's an iconic character. That could have dictated a, what else happened in, like... Could you imagine a Mandarin first half of Age of Ultron? That'd be like, Iron, Tony's dealing with uh, Mandarin while um, Steve is Steve and Anthony are, are hunting for... Von Strucker. For Von Strucker, or even they're looking for uh, Bucky. And Thor is still dealing with repairing Asgard. And then they go in, like... Then they go into Ultron. And now they have the Mandarin, It's and then Ultron. So it's, like... like it's crazy. When Ben Kingsley was cast, I was like, Because uh, he's predominantly Asian in the comics. And I was like, all right, you know. And then I seen what he looked like. And I was like, okay, he looks kind of badass. You know, he's not the traditional um, oriental guard that he yeah. wore but he he had the look and I was like you know what I can get on this isn't Ben Kingsley like Pakistani like yeah he's, he's Middle Eastern right yes yes because Ben Kingsley's not his name no it's I can't I'm not even gonna try but when I was but then when I start seeing stills I was like alright he might be able to pull it off because they're going to more modern that's fine but then we watched it I remember we've seen it in theaters mm -hmm. again. and as soon as that came up in the house when he was watching the football game. It was done. We both looked at each other in disgust. Yeah. Because it was like, what were you thinking? You don't take... 
you just don't take a character like that. We're like, ha it's all a joke. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like like going in with Magneto again. It's like Magneto, and you you walk in and you see Magneto as Magneto, but he's just got a a jacket full of magnets, and he could just get your silverware from short range. Yeah. Like that's it. It's not you. It, it, it that's one of the the parts that I think that they dropped the ball with. Um, I kind of think. I don't know if they jumped jumped the gun on Ant Man, but I would have liked to see a Hank Pym Ant Man. I think a lot of people would. I mean, when they announced Ant Man, everyone's Hank Pym, Hank Pym, and then they were like, "Oh, it's gonna be Scott Lang." And I think, and this is, I think, this is just me nitpicking. Um, I think they didn't go with a Hank Pym because it would have been like a period piece. Because when they already had that with Cap. Yeah, and and Cap was successful, but wasn't as successful as they wanted it to be. So they had to make it more modern with Scott Lang, and that that was fine. Um, I think so far their their castings have have been on point, and they go they don't just go for the biggest star. They go and they find people that they think they that will work that part. Chris Pratt was pudgy as shit and doing nothing but Parks and Recs and shitty movies. And they said, listen, dude, if you can bulk up and you can live this lifestyle for a little bit, we're going to make you famous. And Chris Pratt is huge now. I mean, they plucked too. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, my God. He's Tony Stark in in all forms. Yes, he's been around for years. But you didn't hear from him at all when they cast him. Yeah, he was just out of jail and going through all that shit. Yeah. And then now look at him. And but that's the thing. Or Paul Rudd. When everyone's like, Paul Rudd and uh, Joseph Gordon Love it. Now I would have liked Joseph Gordon Love it if he was in that role. But I, everyone's like, Oh Paul Rudd's this, you know, he's from Anchorman and mm-hmm. you know, he's This is forty Yeah, and, role models and yeah. all this. And he's, he's not comedy. He's not an action hero. He pulled it off. Yep. And Chris Evans wasn't Captain America. He was the Human Torch, and he was not another team movie. And now he he he'll die. I'll, I'll know him always as Captain America. Yep. It, it's it's they're doing well. Even Ruffalo was a really good cast. A lot of people were mad that it wasn't Eddie Norton. But I like that Nor- Norton. I've heard horror stories about people that work for Edward Norton. But Mark Ruffalo, he's Bruce Banner. He's yeah. Because he's more of a scientist. He like, looks like a scientist. Yeah. Mark Buffalo could be a scientist. Even, like, Bradley Cooper's portrayal of that Rock Raccoon was a good cast. Yeah. I think that Marvel just, they hit the nails on the head. Um, That's better than what rumored was uh, Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. Yeah. Well, if it was an Adam Sandler movie, I wouldn't have watched it. Also, it came out of Danny DeVito. I would have liked that. I feel like Danny DeVito would be so coked up and just like, he, he he's pretty much a raccoon at this point in his life anyway. Like, have you seen him with his shirt off? He's hairy as shit. Do you remember when we were driving down the White Horse Pike and we saw Danny DeVito? Yes. Greatest car ever. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I don't think, I think, I don't think they have a bad cast. It's, Terrence Howard was a bad cast as Rhodey. Yeah, I love Don Cheadle. I didn't like the way they portrayed him in Iron Man 3. No, War Machine Rocks with two X's? Yeah, and the whole Iron Patriot. I didn't like that. 
Yeah. War Machine is how he was in Age of Ultron. War Machine is much more popular than Iron Patriot. I think they were going more because, like, we are, we're in a war at this point, and if our, one of our heroes is War Machine, I think they were just trying to, yeah. you know, they don't want to be as controversial as, you know, they, they're not running around having Captain America go back and punch Hitler in the face like they did in the comics. Thank you know you. what I mean? They'll, could you imagine? Who would play Hitler? I don't know. Mads. Mads Malakison Milkinson. Milkinson. I, he, he's the only German dude. He's not probably not even German. But, um... Well, um... Hitler wasn't German, so... Well, what was he, Austrian? Yeah, so it just have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my God. Could you offense <laughs> Hitler? The only two Austrians I know in my life are Arnold Schwarzenegger and Adolf Hitler. <sighs> <laughs> could you... That's... You gotta get... Uh, I'm sure I know more Austrians, but... They're um, the only Austrians that I know. There's gotta be, like, an Austrian basketball player maybe or like a no they're not they're Austrian basketball players but um whose performance in I'm not gonna ask you I'm gonna tell you whose performance stuck out for me and then you can piggyback on it it's I don't know I can I can give you one performance that stuck out as somebody that was returning uh, reprising their role and that's Chris Evans okay um I think that in the movies, like like I said, Winter Soldier was my favorite. Mm-hmm. He would he showed leadership and emotion in Age of Ultron. In Age of Ultron, and led into like Civil War. I'm so pumped for. And with Iron Man or Ant Man, the final scene is that what you're talking about? No, just Civil War in general. Like the movie. Like I'm so That's excited. Gonna be for big. It. And it's going to be huge. I told, I know this is going to make you jealous, but I did confirm. That I'm going to meet Chris Evans at Wizard World New Orleans. There's gonna there and a meeting Jeremy Renner, which I'm pumped about. So two Avengers. Really wish you could come, but I understand. Um, I think I'm gonna wear a Hydra shirt. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think I'm gonna buy. I'm tempted. Do I buy the black with the red, or I do full on lime green? I'm looking Mountain Dew bottle with the lime green shirt. And the bright yellow Hydra logo. I like that one. It's awesome, right? It's classic. And in the picture, you have to how Hydra. Well, not. <laughs> See, I want to post this, and I want people to think I'm some neo-Nazi. No, <laughs> neo-Nazi's one hand, how Hydra's two hands. Yeah, but most if you're following us, you'd know that's how Hydra, right? You wouldn't think I'm excluding a, a Tyrion. No, I mean tyrant. it's. It's two. It's two hands. It's, but they're fists. Yeah, two like, fists I'm not straight up in it. You're not. You're not. Hail. You're not I, you know, I, you ain't doing that shit. I wish that there was a... If they're as cool as they seem to me in my head and to the divisions I've been having of this interaction for 10 seconds, they they want to fight me in this. In this and Well, if they were as cool as Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, yeah. I think they would be pretty cool about it. I'm, you know, I'm excited that Chelsea even said yes to go to this. If it was... Is there a catch? It's Chris Evans. Chelsea's okay. in the picture. Okay, so, so okay with that. I've already, I've already made my dibs on where I'm going to stand in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so because she's like, I want to, I want to hold Chris Evans, and I was like, yeah, but I want to hug him. Like I want to be close to him. So I'm going to be. You look like him. I'm going to be. I, thank you. I'm going to be in between Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner, 
put my arms around both of them, like a big fucking And she's going to be on the side. And she's going to be on Chris Evans' side, because she doesn't give a shit about Jeremy Renner. Um, and I think I'm going to be Haley Atwell, but I'm not sure. But um, I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, um, so he's my favorite reprising a role. And my favorite newcomer, Michael Pena. <laughs> That's not at all where I thought you were going to go with. Michael Pena was hilarious. He was. But that's not my real favorite. He was just the, he was the brightest spot in Phase 2 for me, just because, like, minor character, because he was just funny shit. Yeah. I liked Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I liked Elizabeth Olsen, mainly because I find her super attractive, and I love the outfit oh, that she was yes, in. Yes, Um So I'm going to go with Scarlet Witch, because... That opens up a whole other dynamic of the Avengers that we haven't seen yet and the Marvel Universe with the telepathy. And it can segue into Phase 3 with Doc Strange. What about you? My, I have, I have two. Um, Chris, or Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, man. The, the comedy and just raw... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, he was perfect for that role. It was it. It was like that role was natural to him. Like he didn't have to. And he injected life into that role the and made it his. And you know, with him dancing and doing the dance off and all that, like to me, that was just. That was a great scene. Was he made that movie? What do you call him? A turd blossom? <laughs> yeah. And I have the other one, and it was just. It was Ti. It was, it was T.I. I know it. It was the Russian guy that was in uh, Dark Knight. Um, oh, God. No. The other role that would... His performance gave me chills. James Spader. Oh, man. How did I forget? The way he commanded just... Well, his voice anyway is just... It's... You can't... He, he's got like a James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman voice that they're iconic like you don't need to see James Spader like if you if you say James Spader most people aren't going to know what he looks like but no. when they when they hear him they're going to sound they're going to hear what he sounds like and they know who he is but the way he just and my favorite scene of him is when he we kind of brought this up earlier when he just killed oh the no strings on me yeah when he comes out and just that image and just how it's he just you know there's no strings on me mm-hmm. and just the way it was that gave me chills yeah and for I mean he what a lot of people don't know he did all the motion capture yeah I was just gonna say he he was like Benedict Cumberbatch in Smog where yeah. he did the mocap for everything and a lot of people don't know that but just for a voice to give you chills mm-hmm. That said something. And, and from the gate, um, they wanted him, when they, wrote, when they wrote the role, Josh Whedon said, I want James Spade. Jimmy Spades. And it, and to me, like, that's why I have two, because you got your hero part, they, your villain, was just so, and, and it's also two different lights. He, he was more, more of the comedy side. Yep. And then Jim Spader was just dramatic and he he made 
He made Ultron come to life. He made you want to hate Ultron. Yeah. Well, Ultron's like Robot Hitler. And he was he, Robot Hitler. He just wants his army, and this is a Hitler-heavy podcast, and... Um, <laughs> but we're we're not condoning his actions. No, no, we do not. We're him we're, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right. <laughs> the only other Austrian. Right um, um, I think I, I I forgot about Jane Spear. There's so many new members that that came on to this, like Karen Gillan, Lee Pace, Jarvis, um, Paul Bettany as Vision. I mean, um, me and you, the two new movies is Guardians of the Galaxy and Amen. Yeah, you I, have yeah everybody. Everybody, everyone's new. Vin Diesel was amazing as Groot. <laughs> he his delivery to that line. Um, I'm I'm being sarcastic. I, I am Groot. I am Groot. Um, I heard he took a while to learn those lines. I heard it was tough for him to read. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. we we love Vin Diesel. We're just <sighs> making sure. I think I think he was good. I think. Could you imagine if like Danny DeVito or Nicolas Cage played Ultron? <laughs> Just let that sit, sit in for a minute. Uh, that'd be terrible. A three foot old run. Oh my god. Who was who was your favorite? I not main character that was introduced, but like kind of minor character. I said Michael Pena was mine, but that's that's me. So thinking. you're not talking about not yeah not your main hero and your main villain. Take those away. Drax. Drax was, oh, well, Batista, who, he was the second choice. Jason Momoa yeah. was first choice, but he didn't want to be pigeonholed. Um, the, who again, really thought he was funny? His deadpan delivery to that. And that's why, you know, he... Nothing goes over my head. My <laughs> reflexes are so fast, I'd catch it. Like, that was, that, sent, that had me rolling. Yeah, he, he blew me away. Yeah. Did breakout performance... To me, was him. Batista. If, if you said, you know, I had my favorite performance, but Breakout, kind of the blind side of me, it had to be Batista. Yeah, that was I a, did not see that coming. That was an underrated casting, and I'm glad that they're going to explore a little more of Drax in Guardians Volume 2. I, my favorite, I guess minor character, was Quicksilver. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, I, I, they dropped the ball on him. I, I agree. And you know why they dropped the ball on him. He wasn't supposed to live. Or he wasn't supposed to die. And if you... I don't think there should. Spoiler alert, he dies. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> shame on you. And don't listen to our podcast today. Um, Hawkeye was supposed to die on the bridge. And, you know, I think the success of Evan Peters' version of Quicksilver in... Um, Days of Future Past had Marvel a little skeptical and said, you know what, we got to kill him off. We have bigger plans for Hawkeye because having a speedster on the Avengers, like on the new Avengers, would be huge. Um, But it also gave my reason for liking Elizabeth Olsen's character because she had raw emotion. Like, without him, she's nothing. But like when that she, one scene when she just she knew he she, died, yep. and she just threw everything down, and you just seen everybody just spent they're dead. Yep. But even when like she's on the train and she's like, um, I know what death feels like because I just died, and she rips his heart out. Like oh my god! Like 
I was upset when Quicksilver died. I watched it with my clients. I show all my clients these, and they cried. these superhero movies. Some of them cried. They were like, Shimmy, they, heroes don't die. And that's the first hero to die. Yeah. Like, we don't see that. Like, heroes die. Gwen Stacy died. She, she wasn't a hero. But if you go in, like, the Spider-Verse, she's Spider-Gwen. Well, and Peter is pretty much Gwen Stacy. He's not Spider-Man. But Quicksilver is our first hero to die. Um, I didn't think of that. Well, we we watched Days of Future Past together, and when they're all getting destroyed in the first five minutes of it, we're like, holy shit. And, like, feeling that, but then they're like, oh, they're back. There's no getting... I don't know. At this point, anybody's... Little, like, uh, anybody can re, re, uh, respawn, I guess. It's like Halo. Um, but, yeah, again, first hero to die, and that sends a message like, nobody's no one's immune safe. to this stuff. Like, Cap's a human. Like, Captain America's a human. He's vulnerable to bullets. He got shot. Like, the Winter Soldier damn near killed him. Yeah. Um, Thor's a god, so it's going to take a lot more than just a gunshot to kill Thor. But, like, anxiety's killing Tony. You know what I mean? In Iron Man 3, again, well, you, see, you start to see humans. The one thing they won't go stuff. with is what they did in the comics is he was an alcoholic. Yeah. Well, they, so yeah, they, they're, they're bringing the anxiety... I'm glad right. they. I'm glad they bring a little more mental health into it because you know that's my that's my passion, mental yeah. health. Um, but there's characters that like, like again, Karen Gillan's Nebula was amazing. Uh, yeah. Ronan, I loved Ronan. I want more Ronan. Yes. I'm pissed that he's not probably not coming they, back. They dropped the ball on Ronan. Yeah, one, one and done hero. One and done villain. Oh, yeah, one done. I'm sorry. And just again, he. He was another breakout. What What if Ronan was essentially uh, Brock Rumlow in um, Cat Winter Soldier? And, like, he disappears for a little bit, and then you see him as crossbones. Nah. Like, but, like, not, like, that's what they're doing with Nebula. So Nebula j- went off in the Ravager jet. Yeah. And she's gone, but she'll come back. Like, I would have, I guess, I guess Ronan... There's no plans for Ronan because Thanos is the big is a big bad yeah. essentially in that. So if you have, and then like, how many people can be on Ronin, or Thanos' shit list in that galaxy? Ronan, Loki, like you know you have all these people. Um, my favorite part of Ronan was when he killed the the communicator, the the advocate between Thanos and him. Yeah. Um, and just like snapped his neck. Michael Roker's character, or <clears throat> Rooker, I'm sorry, Michael Roker's character. Yondu, awesome. Um, Sean Gunn's character was funny as shit in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was just a minor part. Yeah. Um, Yellow Jacket was fantastic. Wasp, there's big things for her. Is, does she join the Avengers? Is she a missing piece? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got to yeah. be, right? Yeah, or, is, or is she like Disney Infinity, where she she's on the Avengers, but doesn't help you with shit? <laughs> that was annoying. But, no. Or Captain Marvel. Yeah, no. Um, well... Not to bring up Phase 3, which we will later. Uh, they're doing Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. So, yes, I do feel that she is going to be an Avenger. Um, she's one of the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would like them to explore that. And I really like um, Evangeline Lilly. So yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, best, I'm, best butt in Hollywood as per women's health. Two years ago. She's got um, a very nice hiney. Um, the last thing I'm going to say, Ed, because, again, Phase 2 was amazing. And it, 
once you critique something, it, it kind of comes off nitpicky, and I don't want to be one of those those guys that just bitches and complains about everything. Um, the one thing that I don't understand, and we're going to do a podcast devoted on women, as least misogynistic as we can be, <laughs> um, at the end of November. But what's the deal with Marvel making Black Widow a love interest in every fucking movie she's in? Iron Man, she was Tony Stark's love interest, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he wanted to yeah, love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was... Avengers, she was um, Hawkeye's love interest, right? Like, they alluded to them being together. Like, when they're in the Quinjet and Cap's like, yo, can he go? Like, you know that there's something between them. Like, they have history. Yeah. Captain America, Winter Soldier, she's Cap's love interest. And now she, and now and she's she's gonna bang Aunt, uh, the Hulk in the shower, like this is this is a world where we're supposed to like feminine equality feminism. God damn it, that runs wild, right? Oh yeah. And I am shocked that feminists didn't. And I'm not a feminist. I'm, I'm a man, so I can't be a feminist. But I'm shocked that they didn't rip Disney apart and Marvel apart for that because I think there's much more to Black Widow than just a pretty face. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know why they're doing that. She's I, getting screen time. She is. And that's great. Um, she she is like a main character. She's not a supporting role. She's up front, up close and personal with the Avengers. And she's pretty badass. Yeah, but they could do so much better. They could make Black Widow Lucy. Yeah. She wasn't a sex symbol in Lucy. She was a badass woman just that went out there and just butchered people. Everybody. Make her seem like an assassin. She even said, like, I'm, I thought I was an Avenger. Like, is that Scarlett Johansson saying I thought I was an Avenger and not a Barbie doll? A redhead Barbie doll? It just, I don't know. It, that, that sounds whiny and complaining, but um, I think that, you know, that, that's my, my gripe with that part. But Phase 2, man... I get, I get phase two. I don't know why I feel like I need to rate things because my opinion doesn't <laughs> count for shit. Um, but phase two gets about eight, eight out of ten for me. Yeah, yeah. just it's, because it's, Iron Man it's, three it definitely was a step up from phase one. Now phase one they had wow. introduced everyone, um, and now you know they're all working together in phase two. Uh, I'm really excited where they're going to go with phase three. Phase three is. Oh my! I, I have dreams about um, phase three, and I wake up and I have to shower afterwards. Um, you have wet dreams. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but what's cool about it is that we can turn this into two podcasts, yeah. which we will. The next episode is going to be phase three, and I'm very excited about that because we skip the week, and now I can release these staggered, which is awesome. Um, so you know, on to phase three, my friend. 